last time on Trendsetters, uh, the players went their separate ways. Well, first of all, the players met their um, their new teammate, Nikolai, who is a uh, sentient pile of nanomachines that does some really cool stuff. Uh, if, I don't want to go into details about it because it's been like a week and a half since we last played, so I kind of forget some of the things that they can do. But they're neat. Go listen to the last episode if you want more details. Fuck off. Why are you I'm listening not... to this episode if you've not listened to the last one? <laughs> Nikolai isn't it. Okay. And then uh, after that, they uh, the players went their separate ways to go try and find uh, the, the two would-be assassins. Um, so... Megalad went go, uh, went searching for fortune and glory by following the teleportation signature and uh, went to a bar where they met up a uh, barkeep who was like, hey, I need you to do me a favor and then I will tell you who uh, fortune and glory's previous host who they used to like do the business end of things rather than the assassination of things um, is. So they went there to care of that and they learned that it was a woman by the name I I remember the name because he fought still has it by the name of Candace Henderson. Uh, so they have that they have that lead. And then while Megalad was wandering around, uh, he ran into Fortune and Glory twice. The first time did not end so well for him. The second time, uh, he got back up from his friends, and they. Managed to separate Fortune and Glory. Uh, so Glory and the host are still free, but Fortune has been obtained by the uh, DHEA. Uh, the whereabouts of the armor is are still technically unknown, but we are going to get probably get to that today, considering what Cat told me they want to do. Well, I mean, eh. um, and meanwhile, there's a message on Gary's phone. Ah. Uh. Hey, Gary. I must have missed you. Still in France. Uh, caught some guy using kind of illusion powers or something to rob banks and fought him, and now that's a whole thing. Good news, I found something different to wear, and I'm not using my light powers, so nobody connects the, hey, that guy from my class went over to France. Hey, Sundog is in France now, Dots. Bad news, I'm now apparently the midnight ape. Sounds better in French, at least. Hope the weird space gun assassin thing is going well. Try not to blow up any more buildings. See you hopefully soon. I got that reference. That makes one of us. It's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. Far from mm-hmm. home. Okay. Yep. I kind of want to do Switch's thing, like, daytime thing first, because it's going to finally allow Switch to do... To use the um the other contact that they're not allowed to use right now. Uh, so switch. Where are you at the moment this early morning? I mean, probably chilling at home. All right. So um, when so you are chilling at home. Uh, you uh, text from Loveless saying, uh, "Hey, pop over real quick. I have a favor to ask." <laughs> All right. Make sure that everything is clear. Thumbs up. And then I go stand in my designated square and I do a little bit of mental math and then I pop into her office. All right. She goes, oh, good. Here already. So, um, 
Listen, uh, I, I saw you walking around with that, like, robot thing yesterday on the news. Uh, so, like, you have an inn at uh, Clockwork Futures now, right? Yeah? Uh, I am developing an inn with Clockwork Futures. All right, all right, good, good, cool. Uh, she hands you a USB, and she says, next time you're over there, just, like, kind of slap that into one of their computers and uh, upload the back door for me. I need to get in there, so that way I can, like, you know what, it's a whole thing. Don't worry about it. Just, like, I, I need that in. So uh, so next time you're over there, just put that in one of their, uh, one of their computers. Yeah, sure thing. Awesome. Thanks. That's uh, that's all I really need. Uh, do you want like breakfast or something? I know it's super early. I could eat. All right. Yeah. Uh, she gets you like bagel time. Bagel time. All right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, she gets you some bagels that uh, she's got. She's had like she's preserved them fairly well, but she doesn't. She's not going out. Out. She doesn't go out very often. Um, but yeah, they're okay bagels. All right. So, um, is there anything you would like else you would like to do switch uh, this morning? Since uh, I, that was fairly quick, I need to go commit a crime. Okay, what crime do you want to commit? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go steal a candy bar from a fucking Target or something. So, uh, you get into the Target. It's fairly early, so like. Having worked in a Target before, I know there's two kinds of people who come in early to Target. Old people and drunk people. So, <laughs> you, you see a lot of old people here in Target this morning. Okay, well, I ignore them. Alright. So, you go to the uh, the candy aisle and there's a guy who's uh, who's there in his red and khaki and he is stocking the shelves. He looks like a giant muscle of a man. Uh, he's also got a cybernetic like robot arm that only has like three fingers and looks like he's got like a robot eye. And his uh, name tag says, hi, my name is... And crossed out, it says, uh, it says uh, Crush Killer. And, in, and underneath it, it says uh, Robert. Okay, sure. <laughs> but uh, he looks over at you and... Um, and uh, he says, uh, hi, can I help you? No, I'm good. Just uh, keep doing what you're doing. He just nods and he starts putting stuff on the top shelf. He's like, he's like eight feet tall and he's got these tiny little triangle feet. You have no idea how he's managing to support himself. But uh, and he's like being able to reach the top shelf with like nobody even bothering. He doesn't even need a ladder. That's how tall he is. Okay. So wait, are we talking like um, like physically replaced triangle feet or Liefeldian triangle Life, feet? Liefeldian triangle feet. I see. <laughs> Man, Liefeld hated drawing feet, which is why none of his characters had any sort of remote interest in having detailed feet. So, uh, so what do you do now that this man is here? I mean, this doesn't really change my plans. I've done bigger and badder jobs around bigger and badder people. <laughs> okay. The goal at this point is to just like, just like find a candy bar that looks appealing and tuck it away 
into a place that it doesn't belong so it doesn't exist as a contiguous unit anymore and then just count my steps as I leave the store. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not even going to have you roll for this because like he, like you can just pick up a candy bar and just like drop it somewhere. It's fine. And then so yeah, you get out of the store and then congratulations, the candy bar is still on the floor. What do you swap it with? I don't know, like a rock. Okay. Yeah, there we go. It's a loose piece of the asphalt. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. All right. Congratulations. You have stolen one candy bar. Uh, go ahead and clear condition. I take this candy bar and I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you don't have any conditions now. Congratulations. All right, so uh, in that case, we will go to Nikolai. Nikolai, what are you doing this morning? I don't know if you need to sleep or like charge up or what, but... I do, but not eight hours worth. And in any event, I'd be going back to Clockwork Futures because they can clear my damaged condition. Hmm, okay. And while I'm there, uh, my nanomachines basically have the ability to sense where the colony is and return to it in the most direct manner possible. Mm -hmm. And so I would presume at least that the, uh, that the lab would have the ability to track portions of nanites that are not part of the main colony as well as the main colony itself because there's no single device inside the larger mass that serves as a uh, beacon. And so... Specifically, I'm using the blank slate ability to approach my creators or caretakers with a problem, tell them what obstacle I face or what I need to achieve, and they will offer me something I need. I'm asking them to locate the tiny portion of myself that was teleported away last time in order to track down where the missing gun it went and possibly hiding out. Possibly just the general location depends on if they tried to contain the uh, portion or not. And uh, while I am there, and while they are repairing me, I'm going to ask the uh, head caretaker, Jan Ranganathan, I have a question. When we met, Robin Switch Butler seemed upset with the way that you were referring to me and with the way that I referred to myself. It seemed to them to be inappropriate. So I am wondering, what exactly am I supposed to be outside of this laboratory? So I am prompting the answer to the lesson I am. Okay. Um, she, she she's like doing some like repair work on you with basically things that are supposed to be able to get down into your nanites to like the finest detail so they are extremely like tiny like they're probably basically nanites made to repair nanites I'm probably being extruded through a machine yeah um she says I mean Nikolai that's sort of what we put you out there to do you're you're supposed to try and I guess find that sort of thing out for yourself uh we we're trying like i don't know why they why switch thought that we were treating you poorly because we're 
we're trying to treat you like a person. We gave you the the free will to choose whatever part, like team that you wanted, and we gave you the ability to like like when we first activated you, we even gave you the option of just not being like a super person. Instead, we just if you wanted to be a normal person, we gave you that option. We still said no. So I mean, because I am not a normal person. I am not a person at all. I am a machine. A machine that is superior in many ways to people. I mean, while technically true, like, that doesn't mean you can't, like, be like people. And we're trying to, like, I don't know. We're, we're trying to give you your own free will to make your own decisions. And you can be whoever you want to be out there. And we will support you to the best of our capabilities. So, uh, should the lesson I write in be, I am free to choose? Yes. Alright. Until the uh, tracking results come back, that's me done. Alright. So, uh, Megalad, what are you doing? I'm gonna have to break some of my own shit. (laughs) Yeah. At least it's guaranteed to be important. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you well, you could break some of Gold Standard's shit too. Like he's not there. It's uh, this is officially the start of the um of the week. It's no longer the weekend. So base and basically the way it works is that he he does some other stuff during the weekdays and basically leaves you to your own devices. Uh, hoping hoping that you just don't get into the liquor cabinet again, which you have found has better locks on it now. Not that they not that they would stop you, really, but like... <laughs> Nothing could stop me. No, no, but like... And like, but yeah, he, he's basically only there during the weekends and leaves you to your own devices during the weekdays. So you could break some of his shit. You know what? I'm just feeling too guilty. I need to, I need to resolve some street crime. Let's, let's just put myself out there and solve some street crime without anyone else. All right. So, all right. So you're basically on patrol this morning. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And you're, it's, it's your normal standard stuff. You know, you've got people who are trying to do some uh, muggings that you can stop without. I'm not going to make you bother rolling for that. Uh, um, but there is one, uh, there is one thing that's happening right now, and uh, that is uh, no. There's a lot of banks in town, and this time it's just like a fucking stand, like bog standard, like just shitty guys wearing uh, wearing masks, like are have set an alarm off in a bank, and then like there's cops all over the place, and they're having a big old shootout right now. Ooh, so, ooh, ooh. what kind of mask are they themed? Ooh. Yes, they are themed. Um, they they are old classic like horror movie monsters. So you, like you have a you have a Dracula, you have a Wolfman, you have a uh, you have a um, Frankenstein. Frankenstein, you know, like the the creature from the Black Lagoon, that sort of thing. They're just cheap Halloween masks. They're not like superhero masks. They're just very shitty masks that they probably, if they even bothered buying them at all, they were like two dollars at Spirits. Really. Normal guys with guns. This won't take long. All right. So, uh, 
so you basically move in and the police are looking like they're they're pinned behind some cars and stuff and they're like and uh as as you move in you start getting shot at a lot but like that thing that happens when you get shot happens where like you blur out of reality and the guy from the creature from the black lagoon mask starts freaking the fuck out yeah guys your bullets can't hurt me um you know, I can hurt you. You can either just surrender, take your undoubtedly short prison sentence, given the the revolving door legal system that seems to go on with you guys, with you villains, or you know, I can hurt you, and then the same thing happens. Somebody throws their gun at you and starts trying to run for it. Uh, <laughs> he's just, he's just freaking out now, like he has no idea how to comprehend this. So just like throw a gun, run. Ah. Can I catch him? Yeah, like, I'm not going to make you roll for it. Like, you have that thing where you have can move super fast, so I'm not going to make you roll for your burn, but yeah. I'm not charged, but yeah, sure. No, no, it's, it's fine. I, like, I, I'm not Yeah, so... So, yeah, you catch him. Uh, what do you do with him? I mean, he's, he's got nothing on him. I, I'm sure I have something to just restrain him. Probably. No, hang. he does have a knife, and he's desperately, like... Ta- like, <sighs> like really? feeling for his knife somewhere and you see it like glinting inside his coat look you saw what your bullets did do you really think the knife's gonna help oh no maybe it's not gonna help oh damn it uh, uh, he's, he tries kicking you it doesn't work do you, just want, do you want me to punch you in the head would that make you feel better uh, maybe a little bit okay I'm gonna punch you in the head you <laughs> punch him in the head and he goes unconscious cool one down who's next so, to make this a little more interesting, uh, the guy wearing the Frankenstein mask, uh, instead of having, he like he sees that the pistols weren't working, so he was like, "Shit, uh, I guess we're gonna have to use this sooner than I thought." And he bu- brings out like the thing that they were going to use to bust the safe open, and he starts running straight for you. What do you do? Uh, it's probably is he lifting it comfortably? Is Not he able really. To no, lift? no, he is. It, it's on wheels, so he's able to, uh, so he's able to like run with it. But it's very awkward, and you can definitely tell he's struggling to a little bit to move okay, it. Okay, I'm gonna, way. I'm gonna wait for him to get within five meters of me, and then just walk two steps to the side, <laughs> <laughs> and then punch him on the way past. You know what? I'm not gonna make you roll for it because this is, <laughs> this is, this is just too fun. Uh, so yeah, you just, you just do that and you, like, basically you just karate chop him in the head and he just, like, falls unconscious. And at that point, the other two just look at each other and just, like, throw their guns down and walk out with their hands up. Cool. And that's how you solve a bank robbery. That's how you solve a bank robbery when it's not being committed by a cyborg gorilla. Excellent. Okay, I've done some... I would say that you could say declare hopeless fling yourself into some easy relief because oh wait no you you don't have hopeless no um, this was insecure yeah you can do insecure. Actually, it's definitely a foolhardy action i've not yeah. really sacrificed anything other than my no. free time no i'm not gonna make and free time does not count towards sacrificing something it's important to me no <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> this was not something difficult nor did you run from it so you cannot clear angry or afraid? No, you you don't have afraid. I angry. You wanted you have angry, and you did not hurt someone or break something I, important. Well, I mean, that's technically, like, I, I punched someone in the face. You did punch somebody in the face. 
technically <laughs> count. Yeah, you can go ahead and clear angry as well. That's Excellent. Fine. Cool. Yeah. I'm just gonna yeah, I'm gonna make sure these guys are secured and then just float gracefully away. <laughs> Depots into the air. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It's it's very slow. This floating for the record, so I'm just very slowly floating right. away. All right, uh, so... <laughs> <Mega lad. laughs> so that was incredibly dumb. It was incredibly dumb. But guess welcome, what? That's welcome to every character I play. <laughs> um. So later in the day, uh, switch. You get a uh, you get a phone call. It's an f- actual phone call, and it's from Tegan. Hello. Darling! How are you doing today? Uh, well, I've been sitting on pins and needles just waiting to hear your voice. I'm sorry it took so long to get back to you, my dear. It's just, it was, it was a tricky thing that you needed me to do, apparently. Like, I didn't expect to take that long myself. Also, I had some of my own things to do. I'm sure you'll see it on the news eventually. I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. So, would you like to do lunch sometime? You can bring your friend. What was his name? Jeremy? Jack. And I'm Jack, afraid right. he's out of state with family right now. Oh, such a shame. Well, you can bring any of your other friends, including that blue fellow you, te- you like to hang out with on the news. Oh, I don't know if he'd be okay with meeting you. Oh, that's fine. I can take him. I don't doubt it, but I would rather not cause problems if I could avoid it. Fair enough, darling. Fair enough. You can you can bring another friend if you... I don't know if you actually have any other friends. I'm sorry. I did not mean to make that sound so incredibly rude. Apparently, I just don't know how to talk today. Oh, I'm wounded. You've wounded me. I'm... I apologize. Profusely. I accept your apology. Thank you, darling. Anyway, I'll see you. Uh, she gives you the name of a fairly fancy restaurant. Um, you know what? You know what? I'm going to say that this really weird building with like the two spheres in it, like this top sphere up on here on the top, that's going to be like a restaurant that rotates around so like you can get a view of the city. It's sort of like the um, Space Needle in Seattle. So she's going to invite you to lunch there. Okay, is is there a map? Oh, there is. That's bizarre. It didn't load for me until I reloaded the whole page. Weird. But yeah, uh, so she's going to invite you to, like, up right here. Has also, a Tegan uses they. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, yes, they're going to invite you into the, uh, the restaurant right at the top there. Anyway, uh, you can bring any of your friends if you want. You even have a new friend. Nico was good with the villain bar last time. How about a villain lunch? I'm sure that they don't actually need to eat, but it could be interesting company nonetheless. Sure, I'm probably finished extruding by then. Yes, you are. Uh, and they they are still trying to track down your um, your other bit, but like you, they will have an answer for you by the time we are done. Uh, with this whole deal. Alright, so I guess I will call the front desk of Nico's parent company. I would have a private cell phone. Okay. 
<laughs> so, Nico, your your uh, your phone rings. Ah, oh, that's the first time this has happened. Beep. Hey, Nico. You are Robin. I am Robin. That's a true statement that you said. Hello. Hi. Uh, do you eat? I do not. Does it bother you being around people who are eating? Why would that bother me? It is required for organic function. Uh, I, I have met people who are unable to partake of certain things and are bothered by seeing others do it. So I wanted to check if that was the case for you. Are you bothered by dogs licking their own assholes? <laughs> because I am aware that humans are usually unable to do so. I mean, honestly, kinda. I prefer not to look at it if I can avoid it. I see. That laughter was in character from Jen, by the way. Anyway, I'm trying to invite you for lunch and roundabout trying to figure out if that's a, like, offensive thing. Oh, it will be an interesting new experience. I will come. Yeah, uh, do you, like, record the things that you see? Locally, yes. Ah, could you turn that off? Um, no, but I can avoid uploading it. I would appreciate that. Jen, I will be going to a place that I will not be uploading in the f near future. Okay. Fine, I guess. Jen said, okay, fine, I guess. Awesome. I'm glad you got permission from your mom. She is not my mother. <laughs> I will meet you there. Wait, where are we meeting? I tell him the address. Ah, then I will meet you there. Beep. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Matt. Here's the question: Do you want to invite? Uh, do you want to invite Gary? Because I mean, there, I I feel bad about leaving Namtab out of this. So I'm giving you, giving one last chance to maybe invite him, even if it doesn't really make sense. Here's what I'm gonna do: I'm going to send Megalad a text message that says, "Hey, Blue Bomber, if I put you in front of a supervillain, could." I make you promise to be cool about it. I text back, if you hadn't told me they were a supervillain, I probably wouldn't have known about it. <laughs> My response is, you absolutely would have. They're extremely obvious. Um, yeah, let's, let's do... I can be incognito. I'm, you know, I'm cool. I'm, da I'm hip. I'm going to be extremely cross with you if you cause a scene. Okay, why, why are you hanging out with supervillains? I thought you were over that. I thought you were past all that. Look, look, look. It's complicated. Look three times in the text. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd like to imagine this three separate texts. I'd like to roll to look really hard at the text, please. <laughs> please entrain all of your su all of your supervision on the following pixels. It's complicated. Oh. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, you guys uh, will eventually head to the restaurant. And uh, and you take the long elevator up. And when you get there, um, it's a, it's not 
super duper fancy, so like you don't you wouldn't have to like dress up, but Robin is probably for sure probably not dressed up enough for this place considering that uh the their normal attire. Um but uh seeing the clothing around, I shift my outfit to be a little more fancy. I'm in my superhero costume. <laughs> I w- I'm in the nicest thing that I have, which isn't very nice, but it is nicer than the slop that I usually dress in. Okay. Uh, when you get up there, the uh, the person at the podium goes, Oh, yes, I was told to expect you, Mr. Uh, Robin? And mm-hmm. an unspecified amount of guests, I suppose, that these are them? These are they, yes. Alright, follow me. And, um... He leads you towards one of the uh, one of the better window seats, for, so like you can s- sit there while the entire restaurant is like rotating slowly, so that way you get a view of the um, of the restaurant. And Nikolai, my, Gary, my head is on a swivel. I'm just taking everything in. Okay, uh, I mean, there's there are some pe- uh, superheroes here that are also eating in costume. So it so Gary actually being in costume does not cause you to stick out as much as it normally would. The fact that you're blue kind of does, but the the costume thing not so much. Um, and when you get there, you see Tegan Queen, who uh, I I described on Mastodon after the last session as sort of like the. The fashion sense of um, Angel Dust from Has Been Hotel mixed with, like, the personality of an evil Edna Mode. And so you see somebody, uh, like, they are dressed in, like, pink and white, like, swirls. That they, but um, they've got, like, this big, poofy, like, feather boa around their neck. Uh, they're holding one of those... What's the long stick that you put on that you uh, hold while you're smoking a cigarette and you smoke cigarette holder they are smoking a cigarette through a cigarette holder which definitely illegal you're not supposed to smoke in restaurants anymore um but nobody's seeming to stop them and they stand up and uh they go darling oh you brought friends too i did bring friends uh so they they wait for you to come over and um gary when you get over to them they stick out their hand as if expecting you to kiss it um, what what do I know about this person's powers? No superpowers, but probably like a ton of technology that helps them uh, do what they need to do. I shake her hand. No, 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 darling. Kiss it. Um, I elbow you in the ribs. I'm gonna kiss this person's hand. No. Hmm. Ruder than the last one, it seems. I, we can have a... A handshake between equals? No, no, no. Equals. Yeah, this is why I'm not. You are funny. I apologize for him. He's extremely full of himself. He seems it to be, darling. And who's this one? As a reminder, I am eerily plastic in my appearance. Yeah, they don't seem to care. This is Nico. They are weird. But nice. Very well. Uh, I'm guessing, judging from 
from their appearance, they aren't going to be eating much. No, I will not. Well, it saves me a bit on the bill, I suppose. Come, sit, sit. And uh, they sit down. They take a window seat so that Gary cannot get it. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> Get chumped, I guess. I'm okay. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take a seat where I can see as many people as possible. Okay. I'll take a seat with my back to the rest of the room. So I guess okay. I was going to sit along the side so that I could keep an eye on everything, including the outside. Haven't seen from this perspective yet. Need to log it away. So they order their food and drinks, and you guys can order too. And between the times when the food is coming out, that uh, they go. So I did manage to find out what this material is, and also where in the world it's made. And it turns out it's quite rare material. I imagine it's what actually gives the armor her ability to be. I believe they say unstoppable. Once she, once she starts moving, she can't be stopped, I believe. I mean, that still sounds incredibly fake to me. <laughs> Nothing's unstoppable. You'd be surprised. Anyway, the point being is there's only, there's only five places in the world that, make, that can make it, and two of them are located right here in our, in our little city. She says little. It's 17 million people. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They go, um, so, the thing is, one of them is abandoned, and the other one is currently just chock full of people. And I imagine both would be a good spot to hide out, because if you're you're someplace abandoned, not anybody's going to just go over there unless they know what they're looking for. And if you're hiding amongst the people, as long as nobody knows what you look like then you're fine. And trust me, nobody knows what the armor looks like. She tends to just stay in the armor as much as possible. Are you the armor? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm a bit higher class than that. Okay. Is that why your outfit is not combat ready? I figured we wouldn't be getting into combat, so I figured I'd just dress dress nicely. Yes, but other supervillains prefer to stay in outfit 24-7, as you just described. Eh, I don't really need an outfit to do what I need to do. Would it help protect you, however? I have me- other means of protecting myself. Understood. I think Tegan's rich and influential. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you say that? They do give you the addresses of the uh, warehouses that the material was being made. Um, So you can go check those out when you're done lunch. Of course. Of course. Uh, Tegan does pay the bill. Like, they aren't going to invite you for lunch and then be to a fancy lunch and then be like, oh, yeah, you're going to have to pay your own your own stuff, so, uh... Ah, uh, yes, with all that money I have. Yeah, with all that money you definitely have, since they are willing to pay, and they like you, do you just, like, get the most expensive thing on the menu, or what? I am not a person of expensive tastes. I get a thing that sounds like it sounds... I get a thing that sounds like it sounds good. Okay. And then, uh... 
Gary, the question is, you've figured, pretty much figured out that uh, Tegan is basically the amount of money equals yes. So do you sort of retaliate for how they are treating you by getting the most expensive thing on the menu? Or do you uh, respect them and their... Uh, or do you just not care and want to eat something nice? Yeah. Yeah, um, so I, was, I, was, I was originally going to go with being a dick, but they have all the money. What do they care? So, um, <laughs> so Gary orders the chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> chicken nuggies? No, 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 they don't have chicken nuggets. They have chicken fingers. There's a difference. Oh, chicken fingers. Um, That's how you know it's fancy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, no, um, I mean, I'm not going to submit myself before them but i'm gonna be polite um so you know this this mutual respect is what i'm going for so <laughs> this is not shared yeah I, I, i'm aware of that <laughs> <laughs> so it's like i'm not gonna bust the place i'm just gonna get something that sounds that sounds nice um not the most expensive but something i probably wouldn't have living at gold standards house all right um, just so you know, because you did not kiss the back of the hand, they actually respect uh, Sundog more than they respect you. Okay, well, that makes sense. Sundog's a nice person. I, I respect Sundog more than I respect her, so, you know, it's, it's all good. Lunch is good. Uh, look, it's, it's a fairly nice restaurant, and the food is pretty good. Um, a little bit on the expensive side for how, how it uh, tastes compared to the price that it is, but eh, eh. In my, in my experience, that has been most places that is that are even the remotest bit on the expensive side. So, well, also it's banking on its gimmick. Yeah, and then. Food, but to be fair, the food does taste better when you're spinning. So, <laughs> that's a new one. I've I've heard some stuff before, but I've never heard food taste better when you're spinning. <laughs> that's why dizzy eating's the best. <laughs> Once, once you're done with that, uh, Nikolai, you get another phone call. Um, it is, uh, it is Jen, and she goes, So, uh, we do have a positive on where the rest of you is, and, well, it's not moving. Understood. Uh, it's, um, and then she... Uh, gives you the address of a place that is relatively close to where you were fighting uh, Fortune and Glory before. So it seems like you were guys were fairly close to where they were hanging out. It's just, you know, burning buildings probably didn't help with the whole we should track them down after, like immediately afterwards. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fairly close. It's like a couple blocks away. Um, we said... Yeah, it's it's not moving. So uh, my guess is that it is so either some sort of trap, or you know they they just want to study it. I guess I don't know. Just like you should be careful if you're going to go retri- uh, retrieve the rest of you. Either way, understood. All right, I will share this with the team. Mm, that's when they hang up, and that's that's what I do. So yeah. You guys have a couple options now. Uh, you can go talk to Candace Henderson, who is um, who is the former business end host of the current assassination. You can go follow up on the uh, the armor material stuff, or you can go 
try and get the rest of Gary and probably walk into a trap of some sort. The rest of me? Oh, God. Uh, not the rest of Gary. The rest of, the rest of, the rest of Nikolai and probably walk into a trap of some sort. I would like to complete myself. Is it? Yeah. That sounds reasonable. Does it bother you that you're not complete? I am not at 100% capacity. I am two millimeters shorter than I should be at the moment. Ah, tiny boy. You're <laughs> so small now. Uh, what do you think, Robin? I think that this seems like a very obvious trap, so you should go with them. Yeah, I mean, there's not really a trap that can bother me. That I know Right. Of. Right, right. And uh, I'm going to go stick my head in a hornet's nest. Why? Seems like a productive use of my time. How so? I believe it could be painful. I believe that's a metaphor or a simile of some kind. Ah. Why would you want to stick your head into a metaphorical hornet's nest, then? Because there are things to be learned on the honeycombs. Hornets do not create honeycombs. Don't they? No. I got two bits of advice for you, Robin. One, make better friends. And, and, and two, stop, stop bullying the robot. Please stop bullying the robot. I will not tolerate you disrespecting Tegan Queen. You're, you're, remember, you're a hero now. Fuck off. You're an underaged alcoholic. Fuck right off with your judgments. Hey, 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 hey. Honeybees create honeycomb. Okay, Nick. <laughs> well, I know that. I just didn't know that wasps didn't also do that. I don't really know much about... <laughs> Can we go Some wasps non- do not I don't, hives. Uh, I don't know much about... Okay. Guys, Wait. Robin, 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 Robin. When you say you're going to... Yeah, when you're gonna say you're gonna stick your head into a me- into a hornet's nest, real or fake, Nick? What are you actually planning? I'm gonna go check out the factory. Which one? Uh, I figure I'll start with the one that's populated because that'll be more difficult. Actually, uh, I am somewhat familiar with the um, the active factory because the uh, Clockwork Futures would be interested. Well, is interested in high-grade metals. Okay. So are you asking me to save that for later? Well, you could potentially use the name of the company as a means of gaining entry. Anyway, Nick, you're still in your probationary period, so what What do you actually want to do? Here, I'll, I'll leave this choice to you and I'll back you up either way. I wish to retrieve the rest of myself. Then I'll help you with that. And if that does not take too much time, I will assist with the factory that is populated. And if that does take too much time, then we will meet up afterwards when it is time to check the abandoned factory. Yeah, I suppose having Switch go is probably a bit easier. They're probably a bit... In a populated place, they can probably blend in better than you or I can. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah. Uh, obviously, text us if you need us. Uh, we can send a selfie for the teleport. That might not do too much good this time, but okay. Better than nothing. Okay, off we go. Robin! Hello. Hello. So, uh, you very quickly go to the, um, the factory. 
the factory that is a uh, is currently it's I say factory I think I mean more foundry maybe um but either way uh it's it's like got a chain it's got like a chain fence with some barbed wire on the top so that way intruders can't get in it's got like the gate that uh for you know workers to drive in with their credentials um so and then there's a guy very it's just a regular ass security guard uh who is uh just like reading a magazine of some sort uh if if you've ever played no no i don't want to go with metal gear rising because he was reading like some sort of weird comic with just like a bunch of half half naked cat girls this this guy's more reading along the lines of like news weekly or something Right. And I, I just want to make this clear out of character that I figure using um, Clockwork Future's name as a way to get in could work since you're technically sponsored by them now and they have a working relationship. They would have a working relationship with a high-end foundry. Right on. So yeah, uh, so do you want to break in or do you just want to like name drop Clockwork Future's? I mean, if I can start with the front desk, I'll start with the front desk. All right. So, yeah, you start walking up to the front desk and the guard just sort of uh, gives like looks up from his magazine and gives you like this really sort of look. He doesn't say anything uh, until you get closer and he goes, can I help you? Is the guard also this company's receptionist? No, but he would like to know, like where, like, why you're here, essentially. <laughs> so, well, fuck off. I'm going to the receptionist. I'm not causing problems right now, so he can... Okay, you just walk... Okay, you just walk right past, and then you go up to this... He he, he does keep an eye on you, though, because, hey, guess what? You are a known... You are a known quantity in the city. Yeah. Finally, someone acts like it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Kalon is the best games master of all time, so... Thank you. You may take a... No, you can't. Um, so, yeah, you go, go up to the receptionist and uh, he goes, Hi? Hello? Hi, afternoon. Uh, my name is Robin Butler. I am a recently acquired associate of Clockwork Industries. And I'm here, we've been in discussions about maybe getting me some equipment, and I'm here to check out your foundry as a possible vector for sourcing materials. All right, so do you want like a tour or something? I suppose we could start with that, and then if it isn't too much trouble, I'll just poke around. All right, uh, hold on a minute, and he gets on the horn to get somebody to come up here who knows the place a little better than he does, like, in how it works and such. And an older gentleman walks up, and uh, he reaches his hand out, and he goes, uh, Hi, I'm Tom Hansen. I shake he hand and introduce myself. <laughs> All right, and then um, he starts... Uh, leading you through the factory and like, or, excuse me, foundry, and starts like giving you the um the fifty cent tour essentially. Uh, so you're so while he's 
giving you this tour because obviously you're here to look for the armor. Is there anything that in particular that you're looking out for? I mean, obviously when we get near whatever part of the foundry handles this, I don't know, fucking kinetic vibranium or whatever the hell you're calling it. I started adapting <laughs> things a little more sharply. I never gave it a name, so kinetic vibranium sounds great, actually. Great. Excellent. So yeah, go ahead and roll me assist the situation then when you get there. Fifteen, motherfuckers. Fifteen! It says kapow, even. So, uh, you can ask two. What here can I use to ascertain if this is the point where the armorer's materials are being sourced from. When Tegan gave you the information on the kinetic vibranium, because that is honestly a good name and I'm 100% using it now, um, they also gave you like like some info, like maybe on your phone or they just like handed you a folder or something of what the stuff looks like, you know, before and after it's like more closely refined um and uh so you have a good idea of what to look for and obviously if the armorer is uh has to steal the stuff in order to either make patchwork uh repairs or just make a full suit then they're probably going to be using using it in like the sort of in-between state so uh instead of that that sort of rusty red color that her armor would be. It would be more of like a brighter red before it like cools down and becomes impossible to shape without reheating it to a nearly infinite degree. So when you get to that part, uh, you, you can see like there's a bunch of people working around there, but like you've, re- you've limited the amount of people that like, you know, who would be interested in stealing this stuff. And it's, if somebody's going to be stealing it, it'd be really easy to steal it. Like, when you're working, just make it look like an accident or something. All right. Well, stealing stuff is kind of my forte. Mm-hmm. So I know what to look for. So I'm doing that. So I guess I want to twist the question. What here is the biggest threat to who in the room besides me is the most villainous? Okay. Um, so as you're looking around, uh, you do see someone, um, she looks fairly athletic, you know, like not super overly muscled, but like, you know, that athletic build and she's lifting stuff that, you know, you, you can tell from having fought like super strong super villains before that she is clearly faking how much effort she's putting into it. And as, and then like, as she's walking along, like she sort of like sl- like dro- drops it a little bit and just screams out, uh, uh, careful and sorry. Um, there's like a cleanup crew. She helps them. And then obviously, and then like, because you're watching this, uh, as, as, uh, everything is going away, she excuses herself to go to like do a, to a bathroom break. And then you can see the sort of bright red thing that is, uh, being hidden underneath her work clothes. Like, it, it wouldn't be obvious from the angles that the people down there working at are at, but, like, you're sort of, like, above them. What? I know what sleight of hand looks like. Yeah, yeah. So, there you go. You found the armor. Or at least potentially found the armor. 
I will, uh, I'll elbow my tour guide and ask, do, uh, do accidents like that happen too, too often? Um, well, I mean, every once in a while, but like, we're, we're real careful, uh, about making sure it doesn't happen, like, super often. This, this stuff's fairly hard to come by, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I try not to make a habit of just punishing mistakes, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's extremely fair. Uh, how thoroughly do you, like, quantity check? Do you, you know, you make sure that you're putting out exactly as much as you're taking in and all of that? Um, we do inventory every month, and it falls within acceptable but high parameters. I see, I see. All right. All right. And then uh, he finishes up the tour. Um, we're going to kind of gloss over that. So, and then. Uh, I will extremely brazenly, as a teen, take out my phone and text my friends Hey, I found the armor. Um, so, we will switch over to the other team. So, other team, uh, you are currently tracking where the rest of Nick is, and uh, the signal is strongest in, basically, at a, an apartment uh, building, and when you go in, when you go in, like, you start going up the st- uh, stairs one by one, and you manage to eventually find the, do- like, the signal where the uh, is strongest behind a certain door, and it's, I'll say, just a random number uh, apartment no, that's too obvious. Plus, they wouldn't have apartments on the bottom floor anyway. It's going to be apartment 421. But yeah, there's the signal is strongest behind that door. All right. Um, I send my fingers in through the crack of the door to unlock it from the other side. Okay, I'm not going to ma- make you... Uh, actually, roll unleash your powers because uh, depending on depending on certain things, you might get caught doing this. Okay, nope, never mind. You don't get caught doing it. Uh, so you unlock the door without a sound, and uh, when you get in there, it seems very, very not lived in. Uh, there's barely any furniture. Uh, there's there's not even a TV. It looks like definitely this person is just using this apartment building to hang to hide out in until a later date. And they, as a result, they are not really, it doesn't really have much of anything except maybe a, a basic couch and some like, you know, a, a table and a chair to eat at, at least from the, uh, from this part. There's, you can't see the bedrooms from here, but uh, sitting in the middle of this apartment is a glass container and uh, there is some gray goo just trying to move its way towards the door, so that way it can rejoin you. I would like to assess the situation. All right, go ahead and roll me superior. God damn, thirteen. <laughs> what can I say? The dice like you guys today. What here's the biggest threat? Well. The biggest threat is the very super duper obvious trap that you're being put into right now. Uh, so there, cause you can sense like 
even though it doesn't look lived in, you can definitely tell that somebody's here right now, just from the general how still everything fe- feels. Like it's it's too still. So, like, what would be the trigger, and what would be the noose of this trap? Basically, the trigger would be like you guys trying to go in and uh, and getting the um and getting the rest of the nanites. The the noose you don't quite know yet. Like how many doors enter um, open into this room from the rest of the apartment? I'm gonna say three. So one of them's probably a bathroom, one of them's a bedroom, one's maybe a second bedroom, in, or maybe an office or something. What here can I use to bar the doors? Uh, the couch that is in the living room. You could uh oh oh all the doors um because of because it's so sparsely populated uh the couch could bar one but aside from that uh you can't really actually no the couch could bar two of them because two of them are relatively close together but you wouldn't be able to bar all three. All right, I would like to use my stretching powers to uh, stretch over to the couch, move it in front of the doors, and then go back to the entrance to resume my humanoid form. All right, go ahead and roll Unleash Your Powers again, please. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. So Mark potential. Hooray. Yep. Um, so you start uh, pushing the couch, and you. St- the thing is, it's a hardwood floor, and you haven't really uh, accounted for that. And you, as you start hearing the scrape, one, one of the doors just uh, kicks open, and out walks the host and Glory. And Glory is pointed at the host's chin. And uh, he, and the host says, it's about time you got here. So here's the deal. You can take that goop there back, but I want my brother back. And if you don't do it, this guy bites it. And then uh, the, the expression on the, uh, from what you can see of the eyes, because uh, his face is covered with like a, with a bandana. He goes, I thought you said this is a new deal. So I want my brother here in an hour. And if he if he's not here, well then I guess I gotta find a new host. Question: Is your host innocent? Uh, we we don't. Nick, <laughs> please. Um, go ahead and actually roll. Um, provoke someone. Oh, this will this will go well. <laughs> uh, that's a three. So um, so what the response is? That's not the deal. Get me my brother, or this person bites it. Um, just, I just want to not necessarily do anything for a second here, so Mega Lad can. Oh right, you want me to steal something? I was just going to use a shield on the victim, but sure, I can steal something. Well, no, it, it's up to you. I, he, <clears throat> I am addressing the host slash Glorian, so you have an opportunity here because the attention is not on you. That's why I was. Saying, asking what you wanted to do. Oh wait, I can see an object up to the size of a person. Um, Nick, how good are you at defending things? Um, not particularly. Like zero savior. All right. Uh, well, we'll find. We'll have to find out how this goes. I am going to use snatch on the hostage. I'm going to take the hostage from the gun. <laughs> As the gun falls, it uh. It lands, obviously, and it's just laying there. Rip. Owned. The host looks at you and goes, Fuck you. Just fuck you. Oh, he's not got powers. I'd punch him in the face. 
<laughs> All right. He, 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 he collapses. I'm not going to make you roll for that. He just collapses. All right. All right, we can interrogate him later. I open the glass jar, the little bit of uh, silvery, liquidy stuff just sort of slips into my fingers as I touch it. Then I turn to the gun, and I attempt to crush it. Um. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> as you move to crush it, uh, your programming overrides it, because technically, this is a living being. But yes, uh, I just want to mention that I am currently angry and I am trying to hurt someone or break something important. I mean, that's extremely fair. I'll let you clear it, but um, but also at the same time, it, they are 100% a living being. Uh, and, um, and your thing explicitly states all living beings, even if they are just sentient weapons. I need to talk to Clockwork Futures about getting you some the basic laws of laws of robotics installed. So I, I just want to say that Gary, you see, uh, Nikolai form this just sort of massive hammer surface on one fist, and go up to the gun and lift it up and try and smash it down, only to be stopped just a centimeter away from it. Uh, you hear me say? Regrettable. Yeah. I'm not allowed to take this action. We do our best to take our enemies alive. Is the thing. Justice and justice. Being a hero is. How can I put this? Doing the right. We got to do the right thing, not the easy thing. And we got to give the system a chance, even for weird sentient guns. Is the system capable, even capable of handling objects such as this? Let me tell you about a mayoral candidate who will make the system right. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Captain List? Yes, you have. He's going for mayor, and he's, he's the best and most powerful superhero, and he will make the system work to ensure that villains get rehabilitative but effective justice. Rehabilitation. Is that the goal? Um, the immediate goal is stop their schemes. The long-term goal make them... Ideally, we don't want them making any new schemes. And is this more or less important than helping the innocent? <laughs> um, it's, it's all part and parcel of helping the innocent. You, you know, we can't have villains running around, but... At the same time, we can't. Uh, we we help we help the innocent, but we do our best not to kill to do so. Sometimes we may have no choice, but that's all part of learning. But this time, you have a choice. Interesting. Helping the innocent is a very complex process. And that's why, yeah, being a hero is a complex process. It's not all punching people in the face. Understood. Do you think your nanites can hold the gun? It would require damaging my system this once again in order to contain it, but so long as it is sitting there, I believe it will be safe enough until authorities arrive. Good point. Let's call the let's call the um the the agency that Kalon likes. DHEA. That's it. <laughs> 
Let's call them. All right. So they arrive and they do much the same thing. Uh, and it's around this time when they are, when somebody very quickly just grabs and drops the gun into a container before the, uh, before the gun can really have a chance to talk to them, you, you assume. Uh, that's when you get the, uh, the text that, um, that, uh, that Switch has found the armorer. Uh, can I quantify this as having shared a vulnerability with someone? Sure. Yeah. Clearly you're, clearly you're vulnerable to needing um, very exact information. Yes, and uh, you also noticed that Nikolai was interpreting its instructions very liberally in this case. So you sort of got the sense that although it doesn't show on its face, Nikolai can get angry. Yeah, you'll, you know, we all get angry. I, me more than most, you'll get there. You'll get there. Oh, uh, right. Uh, got a text. The armor. How'd you feel about a proper fight? That would be welcome. Right. Uh, what do we? We need GPS. I don't think Switch will know where we are without GPS or a clear landmark. I don't need to know where you are. You need to know where I am. You're coming to me. Oh, right. Um. Yeah, and we got the address before during the lunch. So yeah. Uh, let me interpret my powers. Your powers of calling a taxi and getting to the foundry. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll just text back, do you need us to be there quick, or do you mind waiting? I am not in a hurry. Then let's call a taxi. Alright, so it takes a while to, to get over there, um, but eventually... Y'all managed to get in, and the security guard just looks again. Uh, but you, you get in, and I guess Robin meets you at the entrance, like at the front desk. Yeah. Uh, I have to ask a very specific question at this point. Is it has has the scene changed? Yes. Yes. Then I lose my two burn. Sorry. I'm not sorry. The good news is. People are still working. Bad news is it's nearly quitting time, so... Well, we don't want to start this fight in here. So that's probably good, actually. Alright, so uh, what do you guys want to do while you're waiting for stuff to clear out? Get information on the armorer's secret identity. Okay, so uh, what move would that even be? I guess that would be Pierce the Mask. Hmm. Well, my mundane is minus two. Uh, as is mine. Mick? <laughs> I think Nick's mundane is even worse. Yeah, you, you don't want me to relate to anybody. Okay, so... Because I don't. Everybody, everybody's mundane is minus two. I miss Sundog. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm actually going to do then... Is I'm going to ask to talk to somebody in HR. Okay. Uh, you are led to the HR office. Are they at all curious about me, by the way? Like, I I imagine if even if I'm not, like, front page news, I would at least be, like, um, industry news. Yeah, yeah like, the... Yeah, a couple... Of, like, a couple of the people who are in the know uh, are are kind of, like... 
giving second looks, but like they're not gonna outright bug you about it for um because you're technically working. They're they're trying to respect your workspace as much as you're trying to respect theirs. And so um you uh you're led to the office of one Carrie Gibson. One one Carrie Gibson. Where's the other one? Am I right, guys? No. <laughs> Can I hack Carrie Gibson? No. No. <laughs> I get it. Also fuck off. <laughs> Might be the first time the robot told a joke. <laughs> He's learning. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was out of character. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyways, so I will um, speak to. I will approach Miss Gibson, and I will. I will describe the armorer. Okay. Like I will describe her out of costume self and say, we have reason to believe that this person is deeply involved in some criminal activities. We would like to access their employee profile. Um, go ahead and roll me provoke someone, because that's a lot of things. That's a big thing to ask without any physical, tangible proof. Uh, I, I, cool. I got the role to change from the thing that I'm the worst at to the thing that I'm the best at. <laughs> that's a 13. It hasn't popped up for me, but I will believe you, because uh, there's no reason for you to lie about that sort of thing. There we there go. It is. Hey, there it is. There it is. Uh, it's a 13. It's a, it is yeah. a 13. Uh, Almost like there was no reason for me to lie about that. I I know, right? It's super weird that I can see your role eventually. Um, so, uh, she goes, yeah, okay. Uh, sh- sure. It's not usually in company policy to do this, but I guess you're a superhero, so alright. Uh, it gives you uh, the file of the armorer. Julie Johansson. Um, Johansson. Johansson. It's Johansson. Uh, Julie Johansson. Julie Johansson. No. So it's so Julie Johan- Johansson, and, uh, and she's like, you know, in her late 20s um and her profile suggests that you know hard worker uh dedicated occasionally takes long periods of time off but according to to them uh it's uh family related so there's that uh and uh aside from that like pretty much model not model but like pretty much non-troublesome worker. I assume we've got a, a home address and a phone number and employee number and all that? Yep. Can we have them? I mean, you, you take a picture of them. You won't need to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm here. As, as long as Nick looks at them, then you're fine. Alright. Um, does the Foundry have designated employee parking spaces? Not really. Uh, it's not very often that people from the outside want to come in here. So, like, it's just parking wherever. Yeah, the parking lot is the employee parking lot. Yeah. Fine, fine. So 
so I can't know exactly where her car is so I could break into it and hide in the back seat and cause problems. Exactly. It's almost you're defeated by actual sound logic for once. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I want to cause problems on purpose as a treat. <laughs> well, we could watch the parking lot. Yeah, that seems like the next most reasonable thing to do. I do not want to let her leave. I don't want to let her get into her car if I can't also be inside of it. Okay. So, I want someone to roll me, assess the situation, but at a plus one for your friends helping you. Not It's not, it's not assess the situation, just like, I just meant regular superior, but at a plus one just to see if you can spot her before she gets into her car. I was thinking I should do that because I've got, like, the best eyes. That's all roll. No, I'm specifically avoiding a situation where you all roll, which is why I'm giving a plus one forward to for you guys helping out. And I was letting you guys decide who should do the rolling. Alright, well, my superior is three. My eyes are dummy fixed, so it's zero. Uh, my superior is two, but if you want to actually be there, it would probably help to have me in the overwatch position. So that would leave you free to run straight for the uh, the car. Alright, sure. Alright, so go ahead and roll uh, plus superior at plus one. I'm just gonna charge. No problem. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. That's a five for the folks at that's, home. That's a five. Uh, the ten, however, is coming from uh, Nikolai, who uh, definitely does see the armorer um, walking out towards a, uh, uh, let's say some sort of just... Give me a car name, Colin. Give me a car name. I was trying to think of a car type to begin with, so fuck off. It's just a truck. So I'm at all five conditions marked, so this could go very wrong very fast. <laughs> I quickly send a text to uh, Robin. All right. All right. Um, so, Robin, you know what car uh, she's going for, but how are you planning on getting sneaking in without her seeing? Do I have eyes on her? Uh, you can have eyes on her with a 10. Yeah. All right. Cool. So here's the deal. Either this is uh, either I'm completely wrong and this is a regular person and we're just going to inconvenience someone for a couple minutes, maybe spook them a little. Or, this is the armor, and she's out of her armor, so she's about to have problems. Uh, hey, uh, Blue Bomber. Hi, I'm feeling very emotionally complex right now. <laughs> Hi. Well, hey, how do you, As usual. How do you feel about giving somebody a really powerful hug? I love hugging. It's almost as good as... Get get your hugging arms ready because you're about to have the best hugging target in the world in three, two, one, hug. <laughs> and I swap out with the armor. I'm gonna hug super hard. All right, I need you to roll me. Uh, directly engage a threat. I'm using my plus one forward that I have. You can choose uh, resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. Create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Oh, we don't know this is the armorer. Um, I'm kind of tempted towards impressing or surprise. 
I guess I want to surprise them. Is it All right. them or her? Her. Oh, I want to surprise her with a good hug. Alright, so you start hugging her, and she's honestly shocked, and she she, go, she goes, oh, fuck this, and just rams her head right into your into your face. I need you to roll to take a powerful blow, because you got the armor, and guess what? The armor isn't what makes her super strong. Is she more powerful than me? As uh, <laughs> ever, this is important. I know. I know this, this is important. Um, I'm trying to think, is, would she be more powerful than you, is the question. I'll say yes. I'll give you... I'll finally give you this. Yes. I get the roll savior. <laughs> Huzzah! Why is it always Why is it always me? Well, but wait, but wait, this is still take a powerful blow, so that's oh. that's the good one. Oh yeah. But that's a savior roll, so I still need to take a conditions roll. What? A savior flips which is good and bad when you use that particular ability. Yeah, I've got so so I've got when you take a powerful blow for someone with far greater powerful with far greater power than you use this move instead of the basic move roll plus savior on a hit you stand strong and choose one on a seven to nine market condition on a miss you go down hard but leave your opponent off balance and vulnerable so i'm going down hard yeah so you didn't need to roll that conditions roll that will just that didn't count yeah so so yeah she Get, so she gets you right in the face, and you go down. Uh, and you go down. You're still hugging her though, so it's gonna take her a while to like wrestle her way out of your like, just force her ar- your arms off of her and like start standing up. Um, and so that is the opportunity. It's not clear whether I have to mark a condition or not on a miss. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you do. Okay, I have no conditions left to mark, so... I know. that's You're, you're out cold. Yeah. Good luck, guys. Rigor Mortis immediately engages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm All right. dead. I stretch my way down. Fuck her up, Nico. Uh, Alright. Um, she doesn't recognize you. She's not very angry at you because you ruined a job for her one time. So she looks at you and she goes, What the fuck? fuck even is this what's going on you must talk and i stretch my arms out in order to um more completely secure her all right um so i want you to roll directly engage yeah i was debating between unleashing and directly engage but directly engage sounds more along the lines of what you're doing so go ahead yeah it's um it's more specific, so it has precedent. So. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we should get our team. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, so... Oh, yeah. I could have used that. Uh, I would say who's... Uh, first of all, I guess this is a question for you guys. Who's the leader? I would imagine Robin is, though. Yeah, Robin seems seems to have been setting this encounter up, so I, I yeah. would... All right. So, Robin, do you have influence over every other teammate? I have it over the blue. I have it over the blue bomber and Nikolai. So, yeah. So, yes. There. Okay. Plus two just for showing up. Oh yeah, plus two for just showing up. That's right. And then you started with one, so you're up to four. Um, and then let's see. 
if everyone has the same purpose in the fight, add another team. I guess the purpose here is to just get the armorer, stop her from moving. Apprehend this bitch. Mm -hmm. Um, If any member mistrusts the leader of the team, remove a team. Uh, I don't think so, unless Nikolai really doesn't trust. No. No. And uh, if your team is ill-prepared or off-balance, remove a team. I'm going to say losing... Uh, Megalad immediately puts you off balance. Whoa, yeah, but that whoa, was whoa. after the battle began. Yeah, Colin. Come okay. on. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway, engaging. Alright. Eight. So, uh, that's a partial success. So you can choose one. I suppose I would like to create an opportunity. Alright, so as your hands start stretching, um, she basically gr- like grabs one of your arms and just swings you overhead and slams you into a into another car and then like the person who was walking up who's walking up to go into their car goes oh jeez and just runs away <laughs> um so i need you to roll take a powerful blow 7 so on a 7 to 9 choose one okay uh, by the way, Colin, while he's figuring that out, it does say, on a hit, trade blows. So, the armor also took a hit there. Yeah, I am aware. I would say that I am not seriously injured, however, the uh, movement has slipped my arms off of her. So, the, we've basically gone to um, the original zero state. Mm-hmm. Both sides have gotten an opportunity, so that's just flattened out, I'd say. She is going to mark angry, because that is just her bread and butter, is just being extremely angry most of the time. She's red, she's mad, but is she nude? Uh, she would, she basically feels nude without her armor, so, um, yeah, so, uh, you slam onto the one car, and then she just swings you, and slams you into another car, and then just starts spinning you around, and, like, you're just slamming into cars over and over again, and then she finally throws you, and uh, you crash through a window in the foundry and just land inside. Um, well, I had created an opportunity for my allies, but then I had given up an opportunity to them. Yeah, no, but like I'm doing, um, I'm doing the anger move. Uh, uh, vent through unthinking violence. Ah, so, so yeah, uh, she is, she is basically just throwing you out the window, out a window. She looks over where you were, which is, like, just barely outside this plethora of destroyed employee cars. And, uh, and she just goes, oh, it is not your lucky day. I do that, like, that wiggle my fingers in a hello kind of thing. Uh, see, she knows better than to just try and charge you because you'll just end up swapping with her. So, or swapping her with something. So um, she will instead just pick up two ca- like pick up two cars that are that have been like par- like partially destroyed, one in each hand. She'll just throw both of them at you. So she's hoping that you can't switch to like swap two things at the same time. What do you do? Okay, so I need to sort of like review the the geometry of space right now. Okay. So we were up on a roof. I was up on a roof. Right. I also would have been up on a roof. I would not have been screwing around at ground level. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm on an armor. I might have to... 
I mean, yeah, I thought on. that um, Megaladdin's switch had been on the ground, and I was being like acting as the spotter for them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. See, but I wouldn't want to create an engagement at ground level because that's a lot easier for her to get away from hurt civilians at. We'd be on the ground then if you switched with her while I was trying to hug you. No, you would not have... I would have switched before you started touching me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying you're on the ground. Yeah, so my... The way I've been envisioning this whole thing is I'm on the ground right now. She's up on the roof with the two of you. Okay. All right. So then we're going to have to retcon some stuff real quick. I apologize. (laughs) Do I wake up? No. (laughs) Uh, Instead of slamming Nick into cars... She instead slams him into, like, air conditioners and stuff. Still throws him through a window. Still throws him through a window. You could throw me through a chimney. Oh, yeah, through a chimney. There we go. She throws you through a chimney, and you, like, uh, and you land basically on the other side of the building. Um, and it's at this point... Okay, that, so that's part one. Mm-hmm, that's part one of the retcon. Part two of the retcon is instead of uh, grabbing cars, she's going to grab... Um, she's going to grab those broken like air conditioning units and stuff and chuck them both at you while also leaping down from the roof so she's hoping either you'll be so distracted by swapping out the um swapping out the air conditioners that you won't that she can get on the ground or you know you'll either swap her back onto the roof and get hit by the air conditioners so what do you do okay so well that was part one of me trying to figure out the geometry of space okay Part two, Megalad had her grabbed, and yes, he got knocked out. Did that just cancel the grab? It gave me an opportunity, which she then burst out of when we were trading blows. So she burst out of both of your grabs? Essentially, yes. She's super strong. Okay. So yes, she has thrown air conditioners at you and is also leaping off of the roof. So what do you want to do here? So... I got real bad news for her. Mm-hmm. She just kind of triggered my bread and butter move, which is that somebody fires a projectile at me. <laughs> well, uh, so there, there's, you know, because of how the human body works, there's going to be a slight lull in between actions. So she hucks the first air conditioning unit, hucks the second air conditioning unit, and then jumps off. Yes, in that order. In between actions two and three, I swap places with the armorer. <laughs> All right. So she'll get hit with the air conditioning units. All right. Go ahead and uh, directly engage a threat. That's an 11. So choose two. Well, I'm going to resist the blows. Okay. And uh, I am. I will create an opportunity for my allies. And the way that I am going to do that is that the moment she gets hit by the second air conditioning unit, I'm putting her back on the roof. So I'm going to mark Hopeless. You've activated my trap card, bitch. All right, so so yeah, she's back on the roof. And um, she looks around. She goes, still, fuck this! And she just stomps her foot on the, on the roof and just falls through the, um, just falls through a couple floor. So she says, this job sucked anyway! At which point she sees me approaching her. Mm-hmm. All silvery with the uh, giant hourglass emblem on the chest, approaching her, saying, Fascinating. 
I did not anticipate you having super strength. But are you as strong as I am? At this point, she picked up some of the rubble that was uh, that was on the floor for, around her, and she—it's it's like this huge chunk of like like former ceiling that she just throws at you. So uh, what? So what do you do? Um, bat it aside because I want to go for the whole um, um, wrestling face move of just like strength versus strength grab hand to hand shoving match. Okay, yeah, so go ahead and directly engage the threat. Alright, so I'm guessing one of the two that you want to choose is resist or avoid their blows. Yes, and the other one is impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Uh, she blinks and she goes, finally, something fun. And she just starts running towards you and is gonna, is, uh, gonna do that thing. So, uh, so what condition did she mark? Because she just took a blow. I'm gonna mark guilty. She as as she like lo- like tries pushing you, pushing you as you push her. She goes, uh, you know, maybe I could get a little extra if I if I sell you to him, so that way I can finally get the help that she needs. I've revealed the nature of their drive in a very roundabout sense. The she you speak of is she innocent? I need you to take a powerful blow as she basically tries to like throw you through a wall again because she's not she's not going to answer that. I don't. Oh hey, yeah, she tries throwing you and you just like glue your hands around her and like land on your feet again. And she looks genuinely surprised at that because that's a six. That's the first time in a while anybody's rolled a six or lower on the take a powerful blow. Oh, and that does count as marking potential too. It does. It does count as marking potential. So, uh, so switch. You see, you see Nick and uh, and the armorer sort of engaged with each other. What do you do? Is waking up a teammate who has been knocked out from a condition overload a thing that I am able to do? I don't think so. I'm trying to think of. There's a way to do. You know what? I will allow you to do that for two team because that just seems weird that, you, that there's no move that lets you help people get up I think it might be one of the superheroes things they can do it doesn't I've not seen any I've not seen any playbook let people get up yeah so so I'll I will house rule that if you have two team and you are willing to spend it one for you and one for the team teammate that you are reviving then uh, you can just spend that two team to bring them back up Okay, so so then I will put it to the rest of the players, because as of this moment, uh, I have I have nothing to do. I, I am I am not a direct combatant. I cannot get in there. I, getting into the scrum would be the wrong thing. So I can either spend this team to wake up Mega Lad, or I can just like hang out and watch and be on standby in case something goes wrong and then try and take an action. I mean, you are allowed to clear a condition when someone comforts or supports you. It's just that normally conditions only clear at the end of scenes. So I think this would be at most bending the rules, and I certainly don't mind spending team to get someone back up. I'm not doing anything, so I'm entirely happy to get up and do a thing. 
All right, so that sounds like universal. Yes, let's do it. So two teams spent. You're down to three. I'll parkour my way up onto the roof, and then I'll just, like, do that thing you slap someone's cheek and yell their name at them for a little bit. (laughs) I am no longer afraid. (laughs) Because I have to clear a condition. And the scene didn't end, so I still have two burn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's going on? Uh, I'm, I'm awake. I'm awake. Uh, how are we doing? Did we win? Welcome. Welcome back to the land of the living. Nico is downstairs. I say in fucking fire quotes. Uh, grappling with our target. I don't have anything to do right now, so you're awake. Uh, I'm sure you'll figure out something. Okay. So yeah, Gary, you're awake. I, I did want to say that back down in the fight, uh, Nikolai is continuing by saying, I ask because if your uh, associate is innocent, I am obligated to help them. (laughs) And so I want to, even though this is a terrible idea, for the sake of being in character, I want to pierce the mask. All right. Go ahead and roll mundane. That's a miss. Anybody aware enough to help me? You could spend selfishly. Yeah, you could spend selfishly and up your mundane. Yeah, all right. Uh, th- this does sort of go against the team plan, so I think that fits. Yeah. So I will move mundane up one and superior down one. All right. Uh, so Pierce Mask, we usually we haven't used it too often, so I'm going to read the options here. Um, so what are you really planning? What do you want me to do? What do you intend to do? How could I get your character to blank? Or how could I gain influence over you? How could I gain influence over you? Because I assume I assume that helping this unknown person would be able to do that. Yep. Um, so uh, she looks at you and she goes, you're not you're not kidding, are you? You really do want to help me. Like she says, as she's like trying to kick you. <laughs> Assuming the person you are speaking of is innocent, then yes. And then she stops pushing and she goes, it's, it's my sister. She's, uh, she's got some sort of degenerative disease to, uh, that that's just, she can't get out of bed and we're, we're trying to help her. But like the, there's an experimental process, but it's expensive, and people just keep getting in my fucking way and screwing up my goddamn jobs, and I'm not getting paid to help her. Aw, uh, now I feel bad. Are you unable to get money from any other source? Not as much as I need. Hmm. I work for a high-tech industry. The expenses budget includes a large, uh... What is the word for that? Discretionary section. If you would be willing to avoid harming innocents, then I believe funding out of that discretionary portion could pay and remove that motivation. She thinks real, real hard on it. And she's like, all right, okay. I float in through the window. <laughs> uh, it's, it's close, so I, I'm, yeah, the, the glass breaks and I just slightly... <laughs> well, this is this is giant hole in the roof anyway, so... Yeah. I'm going through the window. <laughs> the, cl- the conflict has been resolved satisfactorily for all sides involved. Cool. No kidding. Um, 
Yeah, we kind of caught the other the guns as well. Can you? What's going? What, how did you resolve it without beating her up? She does look a little beat up. Making <laughs> a mistake. Much beating up did happen. Yeah, usually we have to punch people in the face to resolve things. She is in need of money. I am able to provide money without requiring super villainy in exchange. Okay. Um, cool. While we're helping each other out then, can you tell us who hired you? They seem to be more part of the problem than you are. She... I need you to provoke someone because that is a... Uh, that is a big, big thing that you're asking. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. Money. Okay, provoke... Oh, superior. Good. The thing I don't do... Well, I can't keep failing rolls forever, can I? <laughs> you say to fail another roll. He said continuing to fail rolls forever. And we don't have enough team to help. No, no we don't. No. All right, fine, don't tell me. That's a four for the folks at home. So, uh, when, so when, you ask, when you ask her that, she's like, I mean, we were paid in advance to not reveal that, so um, I'd rather, you know... Not, because, you know, the guy's scary. <sighs> There's a code for these things, Blue Bomber. Yeah, I can't do anything about this. This isn't punching people in the face at all. So you do still have one more lead that you guys haven't gone up for, gone up to. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I presume that we fucking call the DHEA and we get them down here to apprehend her and... We collect the information of the infirm sister so we can get that ball rolling at some point in the near future. Um, I mean, it seems like a motive is um, money. We could probably could probably get more done if we say, hey, how about this? We don't call the DHEA and um, you give us a hint. A hint? Yes. Some... A fact about the person who hired you that is common enough knowledge. That no, it would not I, I know, I know, I know, I, I know. Yes, I know. It's you're a little bit literal, it seems, but okay. <laughs> He's new in He's robot. the most literal sense of the word. <laughs> she thinks for a minute and goes, "It's a real big fan of silver." So it's not gold standard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's not my not dad. Colloidal silver. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we're helping you out. Do you best not to do any more crimes. I mean, depends. A superhero should help the innocent. Always work hard. Okay. okay. She just she starts ignoring you. <laughs> <laughs> but I. You know, and I, I turn to the armor. Look, they're going to be weird, but I get it. We're uh, we're on a conditional bargain here. Yeah. Yeah, so just uh, lay low until... Lay low for a couple of weeks. We'll, uh, we'll see what we can make happen. And then I guess if we can't make happen, then we'll, uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you will. I hold my hand out <laughs> to shake the armor's hand. She looks very apprehensive about shaking your hand because the last because you have been swapping her non-stop for the last three days or two days or something like that Look, switch just teleport them somewhere we don't know 
I only have the one trick, and I don't need to be touching you to do it. All right. She shakes uh, and squeezes your hand a little bit too hard. Yeah. She's pissed <laughs> off at me. I'm unsurprised at this. <laughs> she doesn't crush it. She doesn't break anything, but you do have to do the thing where you, like, shake your hand afterwards. Like, ah. Uh-huh. And I, like, don't conceal that I'm doing that. <laughs> like, I just do that straight to her face. She feels a little better. <laughs> and she just looks around. She goes, ah, shit. One of the air conditioners landed on my car. Shrugs and just starts walking. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. She shrugs and just starts walking. All right. Well, she was nice. Yeah, it's almost like supervillains are people too, Gary. I never said they weren't. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you take me for? I take you for an an apprentice of the capitalist. Yes, true. But I don't think the capitalist thinks they're not people. You're a person. It's okay. You're also not a villain, technically, most of the time. Let's go. Uh, let's go see if we can't track down this uh, this last lead. All right. Uh, it's extremely easy to find her. Like you got a name and you got an address. We never interviewed that guy that we knocked unconscious. Oh, the the combat host of Fortune and Glory. Yeah, he doesn't know shit. Yeah, he's there to hold the guns. Yeah. Plus, he would be under um, the police custody at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he's literally, he literally has does, nothing to he, tell us. He literally does not know anything about the people who hired about who hired uh, them. So, this person, however, Candace last name definitely <laughs> definitely knows more. Yes, that's her name. Congratulations, you got one. Candace last name. Uh, yes, first name, last name. <laughs> At least it's better than first name, first name. Oh, it's nighttime. I can get a beer. <laughs> it's Candace Henderson. Yeah. Hang on a sec, guys. I'm going to use my fake ID to buy booze. Swat that shit out of your hand. We're on. We're on the clock. Drink after. No, no. I need this. Just, get, just one. I disagree. I need the. You can't stop me. I'm holding it. Anyways. It's extremely easy to find uh, to find where she lives, and it's late enough that she is probably home. I knock on the front door. I'm gonna make a production out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I knock on the front door. I ch- I chuck my beer. She up she uh she opens it up and it's on like a chain, and she goes, "What?" Uh, Candace Henderson. Who's asking? Uh. A- team of junior superheroes. It is I, Megalad. Uh, she goes, then no, and slams the door in your face. (sighs) Alright, I guess we're doing this the hard way, then. (laughs) I step out of the way for one of the other two to take an action. I blast the door open. My hand was already moving forward to do the door trick, and it just retracts back. (laughs) See, you don't talk to us now. You have no door. Fuck. Oh my god. Okay. What do you want? The name. We just want to know. We just want to know who hired Fortune and Glory for the assassination job. 
That's all. You give us that name and we leave. Aside from you leaving, what's in it for me? Uh, we don't arrest you. Yeah, no one knows you were, you were the contact host at the moment, except us. Right, and uh, what proof of... What physical, actual proof do you have of that that I am that you could take to the police that they could arrest me? I see the robot. He records everything you say. I do. Well, shit. <laughs> okay. That. Mm. All right then. <laughs> yeah, Rip. <laughs> no, no. Like I, I one hundred percent planned for that. Like I said, I wasn't going to make a big production out of this. Um, I, I turn to look at Gary, and I look extremely impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have something for that. You did. Good job, Blue Bomber. And I clap you on the shoulder. I'm smart. I'm smarter when I drink. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, actually, it will be easier to show you than it would be to tell you because I think he's on the news right now. And uh, she invites you in. And she turns the sound up on her uh, TV, and the TV is doing a story based on, you know, the due to recent assassination attempts on Mayor Blackmore's life, a, an outside security firm has been hired called Silver Security. And uh, they and then they do a little piece on it. And Silver Security is currently owned and operated by a um, reformed supervillain. Uh, who, whose whole deal and like Silver Security's whole deal is making sure like you are ultra secure, be that you know paramilitary or you know they they've got like security systems that you can install into your house and everything. And the former villain of this was named his super villain name was the Silver Skeleton. And what you see is a man dressed basically in like reflective mirrors in the form of a suit. And a skull. Uh, damn it, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for this guy to come up. He, look, he's so fancy. He's like a disco ball, but also a skeleton. <laughs> and uh, on, on the news, he says, Silver Security is, quite frankly, astonished that an assassination attempt like this could happen. So we are doing what we can in order to provide the mayor the safest possible options for, in order for them to continue to campaign. Huh. Out of curiosity, was Fortune and Glory hired to kill the mayor or attack the mayor? Uh, she says, interestingly enough, we were hired to attack the mayor but make it look real convincing. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Wait, who were we hired by? The mayor. No, no, you were hired by the DHEA in order okay. to uh, in order to prevent assassinations attempts. Because the capitalist has no backbone. Alright, alright, fine. So he's letting he's letting his political interests get slightly in the way of his objectivity in this one specific case. He's just trying to be fair. Shut up. Question. If a former villain who is reformed is able to become no longer reformed, then what is the purpose of the reformation process? Uh, people have free will. People people lie, Nico. It happens. Yeah, I've been answering this robot's questions all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really dehumanizing way of putting that. 
You've been answering our good new friends questions all it day. It is correct, however. I am a robot. <sighs> That's not how he means it, though. Uh, That's no, how I mean it. You, he's a literal robot. Um, and I, I, I'm drunk. I can't really think of... <laughs> you need to work harder. Strong agree. Okay, well, I'll, I'll train you. I'll answer your questions another time. Very well. If I don't say anything, I can't change what you have written down. <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't have to be a moment with a capital M where I change a lesson. Shabby, don't change anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you finally figured out who, who did it. So we'll call it there for yeah, the day. it's that guy. It's that guy. Uh, so end of session. Uh, we'll do it in the normal order, which is uh, down the Discord. So, uh, Nikolai, did you grow closer to the team? Did you grow into your own image of yourself, or did you grow further away from the team? I believe I've grown more into the image of myself. Okay. So, uh, which labels do you want to shift up and down? Still thinking about that, actually. Okay, we, you don't have to do that immediately. We'll, we can come back to you. So, make a lad. Uh, closer image of yourself further. I guess I've been... Yeah, I've spent the whole day educating Nick, so um, I'm going to grow closer to Nick. Okay, so, uh, Nikolai, do you already have... Yes, I have influence over both of them. Switch. Which one? I'm going to clear a condition for my end of things. Why am I not surprised? It's always <laughs> this is how my character works. Yeah. Well, um, uh, with the uh, uh, with my last admonishment in mind, I would like to increase freak by one, decrease superior by one. Okay. Done. I have also, for my part, increased savior by one and decreased danger by one. Okay. You know what? I'm going to say that I grew away from the team because Gary was rude to my friend. Your friend is Lex Luthor. All right. So take inf- take influence over you away from another character. So Gary, you just lost influence over oh, Switch. Oh no, what's a loss? I'll have it back next <laughs> session, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, so next time you guys got to deal with Silver Skeleton, thanks for listening, everybody. So long.